Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports for Dummies podcast, the podcast for you, whether you know anything or nothing about sports. We're here to talk to you about the latest sports stories of the week. But actually, this week, we have something slightly different. We have an exclusive interview with Reading Under-23's goalkeeper, James Holden. I'm also joined by Hope Ellen. Hello. <laughs> James, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Glad to hear. We're very well. Thank you very, very well. Thank you very much for joining us. I know you're a busy man, so really appreciate you taking your time to talk to us today. That's all right. No worries. It's a pleasure. Legend. This is going to be the most bizarre interview of your career. <laughs> yeah. I hope you know that. You're going to look back at this one day when you when you retired in, in 20 years to go and you'll go, flip an egg. That was really bizarre. So we, we'll try and make it as, as fun as possible. So, James, to kickstart us, I guess, let's roll it all the way back to your childhood and what that looked like for you. Did you start growing up playing football? Are you a football fan? How did you get into football? Um. I think my first exposure to football was uh, my family's a big Burnley, Burnley supporting family. Burnley? So, yeah, Burnley. So from the start, um, wasn't allowed to support anyone else. Uh, so I grew up watching Burnley, learning the Brexit football way. Um, <laughs> and it was uh, pretty much Sunday league up until about under 15s. And then um, I thought, not too bad at it. Uh, gave it a go at a bit of better non-league at Wingate and Finchley. And then... Kickstarted at Stevenage, then went to Luton, then Bury in Manchester, and that folded and then ended up at Reading. Got lots of spoilers here. We're running ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I should have gone in more detail. Obviously, goal, goalkeeping. I imagine you kind of just caught a ball when you were little and thought, oh, yeah, I'm quite good at catching balls. Is that kind of where you went into that position? Or was there more of a process behind it? I started as a, a centre back until about under nines, and I think it was. Um, I think the keeper in my team got bored. He just didn't enjoy goalkeeping. I was like, I was like, why not give it a go? And then I thought, you know what, this is quite enjoyable. It's like no one really grows up and thinks, wow, like I really want to be a goalkeeper. Like everyone when they're like five or six wants to be an outfielder. But until you give it a go, I mean, you can't knock it. I, I really enjoyed it from the start, to be fair. Wow. 
very very interesting that I mean a lot of kids definitely wouldn't say that especially being younger I know a lot of people I certainly wouldn't ever have played in goal and I definitely don't have the technical ability no. like you will to, to even, even touch, <laughs> it, touch a ball in the net um, but you kind of touched on there where you were talking about your career you signed a scholarship at Berry. so what was that like signing with them obviously they they at the time would have been a, a pro league club and then obviously how did that feel when they folded um, like when I went there, obviously, it was a big change moving from uh, from home to Manchester to live in digs with uh, people you never know. So it was a big shock at first, but I absolutely loved it there. Like, especially up north in Manchester, it was such like a family club. So everyone's quite tight. Do you know what I mean? And like when it folded, oh, it was devastating. I remember I remember when it happened, the big decision. I was living in digs with my best mate now. And um, it must have been 12 o'clock that the deadline was for the EFL to prove the funding. Uh, and obviously we couldn't sleep so we went to the cinema it must have, what well, must have been like 1am um, came out of the cinema and then we checked our phones and then they said yeah the club's folded like you're all going to be released and it's just a bit of a shock really like you don't really know how to react it, it was kind of a strange feeling wow. what film did you see? oh it was um, what's that one where the um, they live the same 24 hours over and over again Groundhog Day? No, 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 no. It was a horror film. Um, oh, was, was it um, Happy Death Day? Happy Death Day 2, that was it. Good film, yeah. that. Well, it's all yeah, right. It <laughs> <laughs> so you came out scared and then you looked at your phone and was like, oh, I'm actually really scared now because yeah. what does the future hold for me? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I was like, well, what do I do now? In a way, it was a sense of opportunity because I'd done quite well there and it's kind of a fresh start. But at the same time, it was like, Oh, if I had the choice, I definitely would have stayed there. Like I really loved it there, so it was, it was quite sad. There's lots of talk in, in the news about, well, um, I think, what's his name? Trent, I spoke about it before. How you get kids who go in and they train and they're in all these clubs and then they get released and then they don't yeah. make it big and then they have all these mental health issues. And I'm sure that, yeah. okay, your story's a little bit different, but you may have felt a little bit like that. In that scenario, what advice would you give to, to young players who are kind of left a little bit high and dry? Um, just to keep going, really. You've always got, got to like speak to um, speak to people in football and they'll always give you advice of, um, of like where to go and just try and make sure you get as much contact from each club as you can. So like never turn down like contacts from people, if, even if it's like something small. It's like when you really need them, like, if you have their contact, that could be that could be the start of your your next club or next part of your career. I didn't so know networking just, was so important in football. Yeah, so just make sure your contact list is as big as possible. Yeah, get your business cards out. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in context, hope as well for the sports of dummies, just to give like some reference to that. Obviously, James, you'll be able to talk more than me, but Berry were one of the oldest clubs in English football. So for them to go was kind of one of the, it was this scene where like people could not believe that they'd gone. It really was shocking to the footballing yeah. world. And there was, I'm sure you were able to say more, James, but there were cries from all different types of fans saying, why aren't the big clubs putting money into this team that have, have existed for so long? Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit odd. Like obviously, Berry was a, held the record for the biggest FA Cup final win, which was 6-0 back in the 1900s until Man City beat it the other year. But I think it's just like people didn't realise it was fully going to go until right at the end. Do you know what I mean? And I think it was too little too late. Whereas you see Chelsea now, obviously Chelsea's never going to go bust, but you've got people, the amount of like outcry and amount of media Chelsea got just because their owner was leaving and they're not really in any big trouble. Whereas Berry's like, is definitely going to go under and people didn't really 
care until right at the end, to be honest. This might sound really silly. Is it Barry St Edmunds? Barry St Edmunds is near Norwich. No, that's completely That's different. near where I live. And I was thinking, <laughs> wait a minute, is this some local knowledge that I don't know? <laughs> no. Do you live in Barry St Edmunds? All right. Where is Barry? Uh, Barry is in Manchester, North Manchester. As, and it's spelt the same, B-U-R-Y. Yeah, B-U-R-Y, yeah. There we go. Uh, there you go. She might <laughs> be silly, but she can spell. <laughs> Sports, I mean, there you go. Uh, James, you are, so kind of moving on, obviously now you're now career. So you, you joined Reading, uh, you moved to Medeski in 2019. How did that feel then going from Berry to Reading? And what were your expectations going into that move? Uh, massive change, obviously. In academies, they're, they're graded by Cat 1, Cat 2 and Cat 3. And Barry was a cat free. It was a good cat free, but moving to cat one, the facilities and the standard is so different. Like you've gone from playing on Sunday league-ish pitches, like not great pitches. And now you're going to these training grounds like Cobham and Arsenal and all these training grounds, seeing all these players you see on like Instagram and Twitter and all that. And you think, wow, like it kind of just gives you a proper sense of like, this is kind of why I'm doing football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, wow. Did it ever feel like imposter syndrome? Like, yeah, 100%. yeah, I can imagine like, if you go, go from them to extremes. Yeah, like, especially when Andy Carroll, you've got Danny Drinkwater in the Reading squad, and you, you train with the first team, and you think, I'm training with someone who's played for England, who's played in the Champions League. And it's not until after training sessions sometimes you look back and you think, oh my God, that's yeah. like, which, which you shouldn't do. You should, like, you got to act cool, and you got to like <laughs> pretend. Hey, I can imagine. To hey. <laughs> Hey there, I'm the cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James, who, if you could name one, I know you touched on their drink water and Carol. Was there one player there that you saw and went, oh my days, that's them in the flesh? Was there any start, like real starstruck moments with any players, even across other clubs um, that you may have met? Um, the most for me, I went on trial at Birmingham under scenes before, um, before I moved to Bury. And um, at the time, do you remember Kujak from Manchester United? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And David Stockdale, like obviously this is a bit of a goalkeeper thing, obviously. But I yeah. thought, wow, I was like, that's actually, I'm training with Kujak and Stockdale, like ex Premier League players. And I was like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a recent yeah. really. But yeah, James, you've had you've had a oh go on, go on, hope you go, you go. No, go on, you go, Lewis. No, because I'm we're, I was going on a whole different tangent, so you 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 go for it. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> jump in. In terms of pinch me moments and kind of behind the scenes stuff that happens. One of my questions I wanted to ask you is about kind of backstage gossip of things that happen in the dressing room. Is this something that is embarrassing that's maybe happened to you or another player that you can tell us about and expose them? Um, oh, I've got to think about that one. Um, All the secrets coming out. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to leak anyone's secrets, but it is, it is definitely funny sometimes when you see on Sky Sports a big story come out, like especially in my own club. And like you hear some of the things on like read the comments on Twitter, people like thinking, oh, this might have happened, this might have happened. You're sat there reading all the comments, laughing, thinking, I know exactly what happened. Like some of them are way off, some of them have it bang on. And it's just like it's just funny watching them all to be fair. <laughs> it does sound funny, actually, being like, ha, yeah. you don't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all players have laugh. they all they all sit through Twitter and show each other some of the comments that people say and they like have a laugh of it. And James, are you active? You've got, I know you've got your own Twitter, but do you use that for like all accounts or do you have like a secret private account? Because some footballers do, some people like footballers hide their accounts and then they'll read through yeah. and see like their own club so they can then see and pretend yeah. as if they're not part of it. 
Now, on Twitter, I mainly, I don't post too much on Twitter, but I mainly use it to read, like, it's really good, like, to watch podcasts and stuff on Twitter and a lot of, like, goalkeeping, um, goalkeeping uh, accounts that, like, have different insights. It's, it's always good reading, especially after a big game, like a Premier League night, it's always good to go on Twitter and watch some of the, the opinions swirling about and kind of have your say on it. The real reason Lewis asked that is because he wants us, uh, wants you to plug this. When we, oh, I will. When we release it. <laughs> it was just a polite way of going, oh, so by the just way. Just making James, sure, yeah. do you use Twitter? <laughs> exactly. So, James, we're going to, we'll touch on some of your clubs and that you've played at over, over the last two years here. What, what an incredible career you've had in the space of, space of two years. You really have been all over yeah. the place. So, you know, you played at Bracknell Town until October 2019. That was cut short due to ligament damage. So what was that like yeah. getting a, a real injury as an under-23s pair? And how did that affect you? Um, so obviously that was um, when I first signed my scholar, like my second year scholar at Reading, um, and I just joined. I went, I played two games at Bognor Regis Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played two games in non-league. That was my first men's football, and I was like flying. And then I get like that loan was only a short-term loan, and then Bracknell Town came in for a loan, and I was like, brilliant, you know, men's football, let's go. And I think we were playing FC Romania. Um, and I think it was, I was I had a good game up to twenty minutes came out and it's on an Astro. So like, I'm not used to playing on Astro at that point. Like, and it kind of made it a bit harder. I came out to kick a through ball, like, and the ball was like up here. And the other guy must've stuck his foot up as well. And as I've span around, I've landed and my like, my ankle's gone down and like my whole legs kind of just bent. And I hear this massive, oh. yeah, this massive crack. And I'm like, oh no. And then the pain came and I was like, oh, there, oh. there goes half my six. But again, with with an injury like that, when your career depends on you being fit and well, that must have a mental toll in rather than just the physical stuff of, of the ligament damaged. How did you kind yeah. of get yourself kind of not too down in the dumps about it? To be fair, it's quite hard. It's like you've gone from absolutely flying at the beginning of the season to not being able to play football. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially I was living in digs at that time in Reading as well because I couldn't drive. So it's spending a lot of time on your own in your room just thinking about it but I think that's where the difference between category three and category one academies is like the category one physio staff is like it's different like different level like you're never worried about coming back or am I going to be fit like you like fully trust them that they're going to get you back to 100% so in a way like my mind wasn't flying too much I was quite settled on the fact that I'm going to come back fitter and stronger and uh, to be better when I come back and that's what you've done. Amazing. Yeah, in the end, just about. <laughs> Quite frankly, there you go. And how long, just to, just for listeners to understand as well, James, how long was that recovery period? How long did it take you to get over that injury? Uh, four to five months around. Yeah. Which is half Four to five, Wasn't... not 45. <laughs> no, nah, 45. Yeah. So 45 months is a weird way to say a few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very specific as well. I was up for 47 months in three days. <laughs> yeah. no, and 25 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> No, 45. Wow. But there, there you go. Well, it's great to, you know, great to hear that you actually recovered from that and then you bounced back as Big Sean once sang. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously then one thing that I, we need to touch on as well, because you have played for Maidenhead, something that's very important we need to add in here is that you may or may not, and this is a question that we're posing to you, James, have you officially got an assist in the FA Cup? And if so, can you tell us? I do, you? yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit famous for the uh, FA Cup TikTok. So Hope, this is big they news. the video. We're talking it's on the man. FA Cup TikTok. Yeah, there you it's go. It's on the FA Cup TikTok. I'm going to duet it. <laughs> we yeah, will. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> go on, Lewis. You're going to explain to me what what the big deal was. So as I'm a sorry, goal- I really reacted. I, I was just like, yeah. okay. So as a goalkeeper, so James plays this long ball. And again, James, hence me asking you, because the 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 striker looks like he kind of nods it on, but doesn't touch the ball, falls to a player yeah. who basically, yeah, he basically then scores a goal. But obviously James then gets the assist. So as a goalkeeper getting an assist, it's a bit of a record, especially. It's pretty being, incredible. There you go, being an under-23s player. <laughs> pretty cool. I do yeah. know about Maidenhead FC because they're the magpies, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. I used to, I used to live there. Did you enjoy your time with uh, with Maidenhead? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a massive learning curve. Um, the loan at, at first came out of nowhere last season at the end because my 23 season had finished and um, it, I was I was getting ready for my summer holidays and all that. But the National League season lasted for another five weeks and I got a call saying, Made Ned need you to come down and play like five or six games of their last game of the season. I was like, I was buzzing. And then like about a day later, I realised I've got no summer holiday anymore. <laughs> Which is, which is, yourself uh, up, but the experience yeah. was a great one. Oh, it was brilliant! Yeah, just to play against like some of these massive clubs, playing some of these massive grounds. Like, even though it's technically non-league, it doesn't feel like it. Some of the crowds you get there up to like six, seven thousand for for non-league, which is which is crazy. And it kind of just makes you mature quickly, throw you in the deep end, and see how you deal with it. Yeah. And obviously you then returned there, James. So hope James then returned back. So James went from Maidenhead, then back to Reading, and then he went back this season yeah. um, to Maidenhead very briefly. You were recording January. Um, so what was that yeah. like? What was that like going from a club you knew already? If it, a bit like going back to a Berry, say, obviously you've got used to the club and stuff. You've gone to Reading. Were you expecting to go back to Maidenhead? Was that something that was on the cards or was that kind of a, a shock move again? Yeah, it, it was on the cards. Um, but luckily, because I did so, I did well in those five games at the end of the season. I think the first team manager at Reading, uh, Asked if I wanted to go on pre-season tour them to Scotland, which obviously was a brilliant opportunity. So they said, "Come, come do the pre-season tour, and then go to Maidenhead afterwards and start like finish their pre-season with them." So it was on the impressed them. Yeah, yeah, did a top job. Um, how do you choose which gloves you use? Um, that's a good point. To be fair, you get your hand, <laughs> and do you get your hands measured? You do measure your hands, yeah, like. Usually there's like a there's a way of measuring it. So usually on each glove packet that you buy, on the back there's a little hand thing, and you put your hand up towards it, and like each like little line, and then you put the lines up, and it tells you what size gloves you are. But yeah. some of them are way off. <laughs> are they? Are yours sometimes, way off? Yeah. Sometimes you just watch TV and think, oh, what's the pros wearing? Yeah, I'll wear that. Yeah. See what they're like. And do you have any favourite yeah, boots see? too? Because that's the other Good thing. question, Hope, wasn't it, Lewis? That was a great, because that's the thing, Hope. You remember that goalkeepers use gloves and boots. That's the other thing, James. Do you have any favoured boots as well? Um, got to be Nike boots, 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they got to be, uh, I've got this weird thing, you've got to wear, I don't wear black boots and it's got to be bright boots, like either white or, or like a bright colour. And same with gloves. Gloves have to be white every time. Wow. Is that like a lucky thing? Um, sort of. I think it's more of an appearance thing as well. I think yeah. it just looks... You, you look the part more, I think. <laughs> was it Pogba who, redu- who reduced, um, released those boots that we spoke about, Lewis, with the spikes on? Yes. So, James, if you don't know, Adidas did a, a, a thing about, about four or five months ago where they released vegan boots and Pogba was like oh, the, yeah. Kind of, yeah, the lead campaigner. So there you go. That's something, if, if you're intrigued, obviously you're now a Nike man, that, that kind of pulls the plug out. Yeah. There you go. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Paul Pogba was, yeah, he was the vegan boot man <laughs> we, we spoke about. And James, you're now obviously playing uh, with Reading and unfortunately you're bottom of Division 2 in, in Premier League 2. But how, how's that been for the rest of this season? How's that been going for you guys? Um, 
So it was quite tough. Our 23s manager that we had at the beginning of the season left and went to Arsenal under 23s. And there was a bit of a time where we had our um, uh, the second um, the assistant manager, who was brilliant. And there's a lot, lots of turbulence as well. The first team, the first team with COVID, had to really, like call up on a lot of a lot of uh, under 23s to either sit on the bench or even play. So we're often playing with full under under 18 sides basically. And to be fair to us, we did like put up good fights and did well. And now at the moment we're getting some guys like regular under 23s back and we've got Noel Hunt as our new manager who's a ex reading legend so everything's starting to piece together now do you know what I mean so it, we're definitely finishing the season better off than uh, better off than the middle bit when times are a little bit testing whether that's COVID or being in that position in the league even though things are getting better I would imagine that you really need to lean on each other as a team and I want to know yeah. who is your best friend in the team Oh, it's got to be the GK Union, to be fair. All, all the goalkeepers. All the yeah. goalkeepers. All the goalkeepers, yeah, 100%. Wow. How many guys, how many are, are there for, for those listening, just to make, piece that together in their head? Um, in the first team, you've got about four goalkeepers, um, which comes sometimes like you go up sometimes. Um, so that's part of like part of the GKU. And in the 23s, there's about two or three, including the under-18s. Because the under-18s and under-23s goalkeepers train together and then the first-team goalkeepers train together. Are you quite competitive? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say so. In training, yeah. You, you never like to lose, so you always got to be... It's kind of like a little personal ego thing, even if you win in training, it kind of makes you feel good. And would you say you have to be tall to be a goalie? No, I, I don't think so. I think it, I think it definitely helps. Uh, um, I think being small, I think you need to have different attributes. I think... If you look at the South American goalies, most of them are quite small, but they're all extremely flexible, extremely quick, can like agile. So they kind of make up for it with different styles and like they're different athletes in a way. Mm. Whereas if you look at a goalkeeper like goalkeeper like Nick Pope, he's a bit slow, but he uses height for goalkeeping and uh, shot stopping. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of just two different, completely positions, like different positions when you're tall and small as a goalkeeper. Uh, that is the Burnley goalkeeper there, Hope, who, who James will be very fond of, I'm sure. Yeah. Very fair. England call-up. He'll be absolutely buzzing at that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely buzzing. I knew it. Um, James, I think I was going to ask too, because I'm sure a lot of listeners might not know how different, say, the Premier League is to Premier League 2. So under-23s versus, say, the Premier League and the difference in academies and how good they are. Who would you say are the best team you've played against this season in the under-23s? In the under-23s? Um, surprisingly, I would say... Nottingham Forest, ah. yeah, like bit out of nowhere, but there you get some 23s teams where they try to play total academy football. Like, I don't, I try to like the Pep, Pep Guardiola of the, uh, the Premier League, they try to play out at all costs. Whereas, Knox Forest kind of just played the game as if it was real, do you know what I mean? They played to win and just to get results. If, if that means like hitting it long and hitting the channels, then so be it, but it worked against us so. Wow. So they're quite versatile and quite um, open adaptive, to yeah. adaptive. That's the word. Yeah. James, thank you so much for joining us today. We wish you all the best for the rest of this season and then for future. Thank seven. you for having me. Yeah, of course. And we can't wait to get you back on here with more assists in the bag. <laughs> yeah, 100%, well, hey, yeah. We uh, wish you all the best for the future, James. I'm sure the, the journey is going to be a winding road and you'll be yeah. going to loads of other clubs as well. 
Um, but thank you again. And thank you to you for listening to our episode today. If you enjoyed what you heard, do give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And again, that collection pot link is in the bio if you want to donate us some pennies. Because hey. we're real. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I was just say thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Of course. Thank you so much. Absolute legend here. Wish you all the best. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.